everybody. Welcome back to the Fin Factor. My name is Paul. I'm Aaron. This is episode number 154. Aaron, we've had some action in the past week here with San Jose Sharks. Uh, not quite the the roster that will be, but certainly um, some entertaining preseason games, at least. Now, we looked at this. They've had, uh, what was it, five games over the course of six nights. Uh, two games happening on the same day. They did like a split squad thing. Um you know, I think people are going to look at this and uh, they're going to say, well, the Sharks did really well. They only lost one of the games. Um, so, of course, we're going we're Stanley Cup bound. Right. I mean, that's sure. <laughs> we've seen that's- this before. Right. The Sharks did really well in the preseason. And then all of a sudden we're off the cliff. So uh, you want to kind of give a little dose of reality to some of these people right, right here? Or I mean, sure. Um, the, for one, the Sharks had such a condensed schedule because they had to leave for Europe to open up the season. Uh, they are now in Berlin. Uh, they're playing, I forget who they're playing, but they went, I don't know if you saw on social media, they went to a Hertha Berlin game. It's just soccer. Uh, it's the Bundesliga. Um, fun fact is I've actually been to a Hertha Berlin game way back. Uh, oh man, 2001. It's been a while. Wow. It's been a minute, 20 years ago. <laughs> they played Schalke for all those who know the Bundesliga. Um, fun experience. Really cool. I mean, I love seeing, I love seeing professional athletes going to other sports to watch other professional athletes and they're because they're very different, but you see a big high level of respect among each other. I mean, even, even though it's a Bundesliga game, which isn't like EPL, the English premier league, it's it's still a high end league. And a lot of these players kind of know of each other or they they probably know, Oh, you play in the NHL. That's hockey. I know that at least, you know, so it's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, getting a little bit of a culture and and everything. So going back to the preseason games, they had to squeeze in five games in a week, roughly, um, before they took off to go. So it's yet another season of the Sharks not having a normal training camp, per se, and normal preseason schedule. So we'll see how it plays out. But they were able to bring over more than they would have to have cut if they didn't leave. So I think they have, what, 27, 28 guys. And I think normally it's down to 23 so they have some backups just in case someone gets hurt, gets sick, whatever. Um, but anyway, um, these preseason games, they kind of split the squads. They never got to, you know, this week, the rest of the NHL is going to be whittling down their squads. So they'll have just about opening night rosters on those last games or two of uh, of their preseason. But the Sharks aren't going to be able to do that. So we got to see today what it's whittled down to for that for the trip over on uh, to Germany and it's kind of interesting who they did take and who they didn't take. So yeah, we can talk about that. That that has some surprises on both sides, I would suppose. <laughs> yeah, we, we certainly will get into that. I'm sure um, the, the really the only thing to take away with the preseason here is, you know, we'll, we'll go through it real fast. They, uh, they beat the Kings three, two in an overtime win. Uh, they beat Anaheim five, four in regulation. They beat the Kings again, three, one win. they lost uh, on the 30th of September to the Anaheim Ducks, uh, by score of four to one, but then the same night the the split squad split squad beat the Vegas Golden Knights by a score of seven to three. So uh, yes, they had the one loss, but as I told Aaron uh, earlier before the show started, those two were on the same day with a split squad. So really, you could say that instead of it being one to four loss and a seven three win, it was uh, eight goals for and seven goals against. Still considered a win in my book. So uh, you know, all in all, I would say that looking at the preseason games and the guys that have stepped in, uh, you know, I'm happy with the prospects. I'm happy with uh, the guys that they've brought in, um, you know, not just the ones that they've drafted, but the ones that they've, uh, you know, certainly gone out and gotten free agency or gotten through trades. Uh, they seem to be fitting in well. And to Mike Greer's credit, uh, these are guys that are a little bit more NHL ready. They're not going to, you know, light the world on fire with the skill that they have, but they're also not going to, you know, falter under pressure and they have a good deal of poise, you could say uh, at this level. So, um, yeah, again, very, very happy with those guys so far. Everything looks good Looks good to me there. Uh, again, not necessarily looking for this team to make playoffs, but I think it's going to be an entertaining product, at least, if the preseason games are any indication of that. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, who made the trip to Berlin. So we've got uh, I've got the whole roster here in terms of uh, who made it uh, and, and who didn't. So we can kind of go through those names if you'd like. Sure. 
Let's do it. Okay. So uh, the forwards uh, who are going to be good. By the way, there were 27 uh, names. So 27. That was right. Yeah, I guess I the 23 would be normal, but then they add yeah. a few uh, in case of injury or whatever else. Uh, so let's go through it. Uh, this is apparently alphabetical order. Uh, Nick Bonino, Thomas Borlo, uh, Logan Couture, William Eklund, Jonah, uh, Jonah Gajevich, Noah Gregor, Tomas Hurdle, Luke Kunin, or is it uh, is it Kunin or Cunin? I thought it was Kunin. I think we found last time it was Cunnin. So okay. I want to say Cunnin. I'm not sure. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, good to see him back in action. I know some folks aren't too high on Kevin LeBanc, but, you know, again, <laughs> good to see the guy uh, is back and ready to rock here. Oscar Lindblom, uh, Stephen Lorenz, Timo Meyer, Matt Nieto, Nico Sturm, Evgeny Svechnikov, Jeff Viel. Yeah, it looks like we've got the uh, – oh, there's uh, our, our Super Dish Jason put up all the names on SJ Hockey Now. Uh, that's the the site where they posted everything there. Uh, then the defensemen, Matt Benning, Nick Chichek, Mario Ferraro, Scott Harrington, Eric Carlson, Jacob Megna, Radim Shimek, Marco Bardvlasic, and the goaltenders, Aaron Dell, Kapo Kakinen, and James Reimer. So um, of that list, a couple names stand out, or maybe stood out to you. Do you I don't know if you want to go first here, but um, and certainly Sheng Peng had pointed out a couple names that he thought was interesting that made the roster, and I think it's we're all in uh, – the same mind space here in terms of who we uh, were, we're talking about here, but I don't know. Did you want to just kind of talk about a couple guys? I thought Daniel Gushin had a pretty strong case for going. I thought he for sure was going to make it, especially since bear Bonoff was out. I mean, I know they brought Eklund. He's probably going to fill in there, but I think to me, like you kind of want to bring your top prospects that could play in the lineup, such as Eklund and Bordalo, if anything for the experience to be around your professional players. I mean, Merkley's almost another one that I thought was going to be brought, maybe not play, but bring in the fold. You know what I mean? Like you want to have those guys be around the professional players as much as possible because they pretty much have punched their ticket to the NHL, maybe not this season, but soon. So you want them to have that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I think since the um, well, these first two games are in preseason, though, right? The games against uh, the Predators, right? But they are playing exhibition games against. I think they're playing against a German team and yeah. something else too. So that it's almost like a preseason game in a way, kind of a warm up yeah. game. So um, they they are playing one at least one game, as far as I know, against. Uh, I am gonna butcher this ice. <laughs> Ice Baron Berlin. I don't know um, that that one's happening on October 4th um, before the uh, games against the Predators in Czech Republic. I know Kellen had said they play the Predators. Uh, they certainly do. I think those are the two games that we're talking about that are the uh, regular uh, season games, no longer preseason. And the other one is just kind of, I guess they have this initiative, the global series. So um, they're having them play, I guess, kind of like a scrimmage uh, against this Berlin team, which Oh boy! For as bad as we all say the Sharks are, they better win that game. <laughs> so um, now Aaron is saying basically, yeah, yeah, you want to have guys like Gushin uh, playing against uh, the the Berlin team there. You know, give him a showcase. Gillen doesn't burn a game off of his potential nine game cup of coffee before he gets sent back down. Totally get that. Um, but you were surprised that he didn't make that roster. Is there? A, I mean, was the last performance where he got the hat trick? Was that kind of the sealing the deal for you in terms of this guy should be on the plane? I don't know. To me, he just kind of stood out as like, wow, this guy can shoot. Like he has, Mm -hmm. he has probably one of the better shots on the, on the entire sharks. He has an NHL level shooting elite level shooting the rest of his game. Maybe not so much, but when your team needs goal scorers and you have a guy who is a goal scorer, I don't know. I just, I feel like uh, he's going to make the team eventually again, maybe not this season. He'll probably be Barracuda player mostly, but um again for that experience like i thought he was i thought he played well enough to make the trip at the least maybe not make the team but make the trip how about that yeah fair enough i think uh, and i'm paraphrasing from uh from shang here um the idea around gushin is that he's um almost like a like a kevin lebank almost like i you know i kind of look back at like a maybe like a halbgavox kind of guy where he's you know maybe doesn't have quite the size he's good offensively but um he's not quite there for the uh, the NHL level, but like say like a Kevin LeBanc, he, he, you rely on him for offense. Um, is is Gushin a guy that's going to get you, you know, a, a fair amount of goals uh, at the NHL level, or is he a guy that, that might be struggling? Um, you know, kind of like the idea behind Eklund playing uh, with the Sharks for just that nine games. 
he didn't really light it up. So they kind of sent him back to get some, some more conditioning. I think maybe that's the idea with uh, Gushin. I think they, they had said they already had their minds made up about him. They wanted him to play with the Barracuda regardless. Uh, then he lit the lamp, got three yeah. uh, in the last game. I don't think they just changed their mind based on the one game. I think they already had their mind made up uh, regardless of what had happened. So, um, yeah, I think it would have been nice for him to get the opportunity uh, to play abroad there and kind of showcase a little bit of skill, even if it meant playing against the Predators and, you know, burning two games off of that potential nine-game uh, cup of coffee that we keep talking he's, about. But he's uh, he's not eligible for the nine-game slide because he's already no. told me. Well, so there you it go. Wouldn't matter. He could play 11 games. It's the same as playing zero games. It wouldn't do anything. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I, they just had their minds made up already. They're like, you know, what? we're going to give this guy the conditioning that, that he needs. And I think that's that's not such a bad thing for uh, for um, GM Mike Greer and, and Coach David Quinn to, you know, kind of – lean more on developing their prospects. It seems like that's what they're trying to do more than anything else. You can see all the guys that they had brought in and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some more staff additions uh, in a bit here, but it seems like that's the idea is we don't want to have these guys playing at the NHL level when they're maybe not quite ready. Uh, we want them to bake a little bit in the NA or the AHL level, or if it's, you know, maybe even a younger guy going back to, you know, their, their CHL teams or their junior level teams. So um, I, I'm all for that. I think it's a, it's a good idea. Bake these guys, make sure that they're growing properly and not just getting swarmed. Um, yeah. So build up their confidence. Like you've always said too, with like Ryan Merkley, let him be the man. The only problem with Ryan Merkley is um, he's, he's had quite enough years, I think now to try to be the man at the AHL level, but I mean, he's 22 now. Only 22, man. Defensemen take a long time to come into the NHL and he's, and he's an undersized defenseman. So yeah. he's going to, He's going to take another year at least, I think, before he could be a full-fledged NHL defenseman. That's what I think. I'm not I, worried about him at all. I, I, I mean, hope. I don't, he's I not hope going to be a year. top. He, I don't think he's a top-pairing defenseman. I think he's going to be a good puck-moving, probably fourth defenseman that would play on your second power play. He would never quarterback the main one, you know? I mean, as long as Carlson's here, maybe if Carlson's out and he's a, he's the second-line guy, but... I just see him as a a he'll be a solid producing second pairing defenseman that can move the puck and he's a right-handed shot and his vision is off the charts. So I have no problem with that. It's almost like having another Kevin LeBanc on defense. <laughs> he's well, not, that's the problem, and, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but LeBanc's not a top forward, top line forward. He's a third line forward. That's fine. It's a very serviceable person in the NHL. I mean, we talk about this. Many times he was a late round first round pick. Um, how many of those guys will never even make the NHL? The first round, there's not there's more people that will make it, but still, there's still some that will not make the NHL, and I think he will. So I'm okay with him. I have no so problem. So you're gonna you're you're giving him another year? You're saying it by my, by next year? My expectations have come down for him. I do think he'll be a good serviceable NHL defenseman, but I, I don't hope I'm not hoping for him to be something more than he is. That that's what I'm saying. So I'm not, I, I just, to me, I mean, we haven't even done like a season preview, I guess, but yeah. um, I don't think the sharks are going to be, they're not going to make playoffs this year. I think they're going to be, I th and I think it's on purpose. I, I don't think they're tanking. I think they're just, they're putting out a serviceable team that will be competitive getting experience for some of the guys um, and making competition for certain positions, yeah. but they're shielding their prospects at the AHL level and having them kind of come together as a group at the AHL level. And so then next year they can graduate them almost together and they'll have chemistry built in. I think it's the right way to go. And they're only going to add another top prospect after this season or a few. A bunch more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're absolutely covered. Absolutely. It seems like that's that's the way they want to go now. They want to kind of uh, build through the draft and uh, not just kind of buy their their talent, buy their players. One thing I will say about the players they have brought in, though, um, it's kind of to your point is, you know, they bring in guys that are NHL veterans, and it's not necessarily to try to win games. Um, these are certainly guys that when, if and when the team is not uh, being competitive enough to make playoffs, these are guys that are role players on other teams that other teams trying to make playoff or, or trying to solidify themselves as a contender are going to want. So you'll be able to make uh, moves for some of these guys as well 
um, that are going to bring back some prospects uh, into the pool. And, uh, you know, because again, they are NHL caliber, NHL ready, maybe the more depth guys, but a team that's vying for a Stanley Cup probably already has the offense and they probably are just looking for some of that depth. And I'm sure a lot of them will be looking to the Sharks and the players that they've uh, employed this season yeah, uh, to I get mean, there. Nick Bonino, Reimer, those guys are on the end last year of their contracts. Yeah. Those guys, those kinds of players, they're going to get moved and the Sharks will get something for them. So. Uh, yeah, I agree. These guys are just going to be showcased in a way, and they're the missing pieces of the third, fourth line guys that contenders need. So yeah. just like uh, Cogliano last year, and he won a cup. Look at that. And what was that, two years ago, three years ago? No, how long ago was that? Three years ago, we traded, uh, Good oh, my gosh, to Tampa, blanking on his Good name. Drill. Goudreau. Barclay yeah. Goudreau. And he got two cups, right? Yeah. One. Did he Did he leave? He got two. Yeah, he had two years left on his contract. So the Sharks got a late first round pick for him. Um, same thing, you know, Sharks just trade away their gold. So that means Carolina's going to win because Burns got traded. There you go. <laughs> go, Carolina. Uh, Kellen Foster saying uh, Gushin for AHL MVP. Uh, he, he might not be too far off on that. And Tyler giving a much more accurate uh, guesstimate here that he's going to score 50 in the AHL. Aaron, do you think he's going to score 50? I absolutely think he can because of that elite NHL level shot against AHL talent, AHL goalies and AHL defensemen. He, yeah, he should, I would say uh, over under on 40 and hopefully he's over. I, I think but, that will largely be influenced by whether or not Eklund and Bordalo are uh, playing at the NHL level or if they're playing with them in the, uh, in or the if A. he gets called up how many games is he going to play? Oh yeah. 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 That's that's it. Almost the betting thing should be more on like uh, goals per game versus overall total. Because if he yeah, gets called fair. up to the NHL, then he's not going <laughs> to play as many games. You know. Nice. Um, hey, you know what? Let's let's do the roll call a little early here. Um, let's see where are you guys uh, watching us from, and then I think you you said um, who you have in goal for game one, right? I mean, it's kind of a kind of a thing. Like I feel like you know what Reimer's going to get. Or what I'm just going to do for you. I think he's he's left off exactly where he was last year. Solid goalie. Um, Kakinen, to me, I think he has a potential to be more of a 1A than a 1B. I don't know quite yet if he, he's not going to be. I mean, gone are the days of goalies that are 65-plus game yeah. starters. There's only, yeah. I think, four. I mean, we had our, our fantasy hockey draft last night. I think there, we were talking about there's only four guys last year that had more than 60-something games. Um, but I do think I like Kakin. I thought he looked pretty sharp. He looked impressive to me in, in, was it the LA game? The very first one, I think I, I watched. Um, I just thought he, he was on top of his stuff and, and made me hopeful that we'll have a pretty good, solid tandem in the back. I mean, I remember we talked about, you know, which at the time when it was a three headed monster, who's going to go. And I thought for sure, Reimer was going to be the one that was going to get moved. Um, I wanted Aiden Hill to go and he did. So, I mean, good for Aiden Hill. He landed in Vegas and he'll probably get some good starting time with, with Leonard out all season, but uh, they're pretty solid in the back. And, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's going to start. I want to say it's going to be Reimer because he, I don't want to say earned it, but he gets more respect because he's older. I don't know. Cause they're kind of the same. What do you think? Um, you know, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Capo gets a start. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Capo. You know why? Because for the reasons you already said, like, yes, uh, I think Reimer has earned it and everything else, but Reimer's on a one-year contract. Reimer's probably going to get moved anyway. Capo's the guy that's going to be the goalie going forward. He's the guy they gave the contract to, right, at the beginning of the season, the, a multi-year contract. Mm-hmm. To me, it just makes sense. You go with that guy, you tell him, hey, you're you're going to be our goalie going forward. That's what you you make that statement. And for Reimer, it's not disrespect. It's just this is the guy that we're going to go forward with. And when we're not a playoff team, we're going to move you somewhere where you can be successful. Um, and maybe that's saying way too much in the first game. Like maybe they're not trying to say all that and that's fine. But like I think you you try to let Capo know, yeah, you know, again, with the contract and everything else going forward, you're our guy. Um, I do have an interesting um Note here from Kellen Foster in the comments, there is no way Eklund plays for the Sharks this season. Now, it's funny who you ask because some people will say 
if you don't have Eklund penciled in on the second line, you're a fool. So I'm, I think the fan base is a little bit torn on Eklund. I mean, go go figure, right? Like from last season, same thing. So I'm curious, uh, where are you on the Eklund should or should not play in the NHL this season train? Um, where do I think, or what do I think the Sharks are going to do? Give me both. Yeah. What what do you what do you think should happen? What do you think will happen? I think uh, I think he will play, but I don't think it's going to be all or nothing. It's not going to be. Um, He's going to be on the Sharks and he's going to stay here all year. I think he's going to bounce between the two and he's going to, the coaches are going to say, Hey, we need you to go to the Barracuda and work on this, this, and this show us. You can do that and come back and he'll be gone for two weeks and then he'll come back. Or if there's an injury to Barabanov, somebody in the top six that he's going to be the first guy called up. So I think it's it's going to be a lot of uh, bouncing back and forth. I don't think he's going to be, again, all or nothing. And they're not going to do what they did last year where they sent him. I mean, they're not going to send him back to Sweden, but you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to send him to the Barracuda and say, you're there all year. It's not just not going to happen. Yeah. So I think he'll, he'll probably get, if there's no injuries, I would say under 40 games. He would play less than half the season. Probably twenty, but and and then when you get towards the end of the season or after the trade deadline and they're out of the playoffs and they trade away their players, then they're going to start throwing in these guys to play like they did last year and and the year before that. They want to see what they can do and give them NHL experience. So it's kind of a harder question to answer. I just don't mm. think he's going to be consistently on the Sharks all season. So. I, I think like in, in years past under uh, Doug Wilson uh, in these past losing seasons, we had players that were AHL players playing in the NHL to start the season and they played their way out of that job. Right. And they had to bring other guys in that revolving door that we talked about. I think with the players that they've brought in so far, the guys in the AHL are going to be placed in the AHL. Eklund, Bortle, they're going to be placed there and they'll have to play their way into the NHL going the other direction. Right. Um, where, whereas, you know, again, it was, it was kind of given to you and then you ended up like losing it. I think now that's more about, Hey, you have to earn, you have to earn. And I think that falls more in line with the way um, GM Mike Greer uh, is building out, you know, his whole structure around him um, so much because going into development and whatnot. Right. So why would, why would you build so much in development when you've got these top prospects and then you're going to throw them into the NHL. We've seen this not work in the past, right? <laughs> so I can I can totally see how he would say, you know what? You guys are awesome. You guys are going to be the next best thing. I cannot wait to play you. You're, you're going to still have to earn it. So, <laughs> And especially Coach Quinn. It sounds like he's the hard-nosed type of guy where it's like, yeah, you, you want to play here. You got to beat these guys out, period. So um, I could definitely see them starting off in the AHL and then getting the opportunity after they've shown what they can do in the AHL to jump in and play on the NHL roster, um, as opposed to the other way around, like we've seen in previous years, that that would be my guess. Uh, and kind of my hope actually, because again, that's the way they've kind of built out uh, their whole front office and whatnot as well. It's just development, development, development. So um, yeah, I, I think um, the sharks, I mean, they went to the conference finals against St. Louis and lost the next year is when they just, crap themselves and and were terrible and nobody saw it coming and i think the sharks were kind of like in shock the management was in shock of like how the core is still here yeah what's going on and they were just plugging the holes in the lineup with what they thought the rookies are being able to do and i think they kind of kept doing that for three seasons now that they've missed the playoffs and now greer comes in and he goes no you guys just don't have the core is not strong enough with just plugging in the holes we need NHL caliber players, not rookies. I mean, last year they led the league, I think, in the amount of rookies that they had in their lineup for the yeah. entire season. So it obviously was not working. The rookies that we have are not NHL caliber, are not ready yet players. They're just too young, too too green. So um, it is a different philosophy, and I think they did need that voice, a new voice to come in and kind of do that as well. So, yeah, I, I still think Greer is protecting the – prospects doing it the right way of over baking them before they come into the NHL versus bringing them in too soon. 
Tyler McElroy uh, making the um, the observation that Eklund is a twig. <laughs> he <laughs> needs to beef up major league. He did too. He put on seven pounds, I think, which is a big that's that's a lot of muscle in one year. It doesn't sound like a lot when you say put on seven pounds. I can eat enough chocolate and put on seven pounds pretty quick. But you're not, but this guy's putting muscle. on muscle. Yeah, it's muscle. It's different. It's not yeah. you're not beefing up as in just literally eating beef and and getting bigger, but um seven pounds is a lot. When you when you gain more than that, like if you gained 12 pounds, you're gonna be slower. Like you're just you're not gonna be the same kind of player. It'll be too much too fast. So seven pounds this year, maybe another five pounds going into next year of all muscle, like slowly yeah. building it up that then, yes, he's going to be able to survive an 82 game season. On but I agree. Same, he's very tiny. Sorry. On on that same topic of Bordelow and Eklund, Nicholas Egan making the, uh, the comment here, it'd be a failure of team management. If Bordelow or Eklund are a healthy scratch for a single game this year, they should either be playing in the AHL or the NHL and not watching from a press box. That I 100% agree with. I don't care where they're playing uh, so long as they're successful in, in doing it, uh, but yeah. they should be playing 100%. I, I absolutely agree with you, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they go back and forth, they shouldn't sit. Absolutely. So uh, we are on the same page there. <laughs> so, um, okay, I think we're done with um, that topic here. So it sounds like, so I don't know, it's kind of split. I see people saying Kakanen. I see people saying Reimer in terms of, <laughs> Who to start? Whoever's got you know, whoever's the best uh, at that point in time. But Kellen saying Dell has the best pads though, so I don't know if that factors into it at all. Though <laughs> the, the pads and whatnot. Um, as far as roll call goes, though, I, we had a really good one here. Um, I'm gonna miss it. Where did it go? Oh, Tyler saying he's watching in Los Gatos Whole Foods parking lot. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. We appreciate your dedication to the show. <laughs> Uh, awesome. DJ AA27 saying he's from uh, West San Jose, walking distance from Tech CU Arena. So I'm assuming, uh, DJ AA27, that you'll be going to uh, several of these games, and I'm sure you'll be seeing Aaron or I there. We will Want be there. I'm excited. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> we still haven't even, Paul and I haven't even like figured out which games we're going to yet. <laughs> oh, I know. We have to, we have to do that whole thing. That's going to be a pain. J95 saying, I think DW, uh, Doug Wilson, was cornered with the cap situation. He had to start AHL players. Absolutely. I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, But it is nice to see that even though Mike Greer is still kind of in the same cap situation, he, you know, made some moves to kind of free up a lot of that. But the guys that he brought in are not, you know, high paid guys that are going to take up a lot of the cap space. They're a bunch of guys that are going to just fill in these spots. Uh, and 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 do well for you at the NHL level. They're not going to uh, be these AHL guys that are going to get overrun, and it gives the AHL guys an opportunity to be, uh, you know, developing and whatnot. So uh, I'm I'm happy with the situation that they're in. I'm again, I don't think they're going to be a very competitive team. I think they'll be a, a, an entertaining team at least. Uh, so for whatever that's worth, but for me, I'm uh, most excited about the Barracuda this season, unfortunately. So. Uh, there you go, Aaron. Anything else in here that you want to uh, you want to pick out? And oh, there we go. Yeah. Anything else you want to pick out from the comments, or should we move on? Uh, bu- 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 um, Thornton yeah. uh, DJ said, "Is Thornton going to get a one day retirement contract? <sighs> you think they'll do that? Yeah, yeah, think- yeah. I think he retires as a shark. As a shark. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because." I mean, he's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, You get to choose which team, right? Um, You get to choose which team? I don't know. I don't know how that process works. I thought you choose which team you want, like, your bust, like, jersey to be in. So he could potentially be the first real Shark Hall of Famer. Because, I mean, we've had Bernie Nichols on the Sharks. We've had Timu Solani. Like, a bunch of guys that weren't really... Sharks for too long, you know. Right. So it's kind of it'll be it'll be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's going to be involved somehow, coaching wise. What do you think? I honestly that that's where I think it's going to. Um, but I don't think in the same capacity as you're thinking. Yeah, you're thinking not, coaching. Um, maybe not coaching, but personnel. Like sure. you know, okay. Um, I don't know if you read the articles about Doug Waite 
coming in and, and working with the prospects and stuff. I think that's, he's going to be a role like that where he's basically they're going to pay him to be a rat rink and be around and show everyone how to work out, how to take care of themselves, what, what it takes to be a professional hall of fame hockey player. That's yeah. what I think. A, a rink rat, I think is what you meant to say. Not, Isn't that not what I said? Rink. I thought you I said, said rat, rat rink, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. Rink rat. Um, that's why I'm here, buddy. I'm here to help you out. Don't worry about it. Um, no, I, so here's the thing. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick shout out to, uh, some 10 and under players. Uh, the Cupertino Cougars, uh, played today, uh, against the San Jose Sharks, uh, 10, two, uh, team, but there's a 10, three team that happens to feature a certain kid, uh, whose last name rhymes with Horton. Um, and <laughs> so they're, yeah, more, you know, um, they're very, very good team. And I have a feeling that. Joe Thornton is going to have something to do with potentially uh, coaching at that level, which would be very cool. Now, uh, the 10-1 Junior Sharks team happens to have a coach by the name of Scott Hannon, someone we know fairly well. Uh, and then, you know, there's other teams that are there. Uh, I know Jonathan Chichu is a coach for one of the teams. So it seems like um, this is something that, you know, the, the uh, ex-players tend to do. They come in and they um they'll coach some of those teams it says marlo should retire as a, as a hurricane is one of the comments <laughs> down here but marlo was also uh helping out with uh last season's junior seals had a a, a kid by the last name of marlo on it and and he was out there helping out he wasn't actually coaching it but he was certainly helping uh on the ice all the time it was cool because my youngest son was on the ice with him and uh, was making some passes with you know potential all hall of famer patrick marlowe like it's, it's pretty cool so anyway um yeah i have a feeling like that's they'll probably do a lot of that kind of thing because they all have kids at about that age that are um you know coming up and being competitive and of course they want to take uh part in coaching them for as long as they can i would think so uh i think that's probably where uh we're going to get some of the uh joe thornton as coach um that's that's probably where that's going to happen but um I, I i could see him you know absolutely like you're saying taking on a, uh, a player personnel development type of role with the Sharks as like his day job kind of thing. Um, certainly the people uh, in San Jose would, would love to see him back uh, in any sort of capacity. And I'm sure the people in the organization felt the same way about him. So, um, Oh, here Taylor says Thornton has the pizzazz for front office secretary of the Sharks sign him, let him take phone calls. You know what I would love to see. We talked about a one day contract. I would love to see, that when you do the one day contract, you have to play one game, even if it's not regular season, even if it's not regular season. OK, if they do one preseason game, give them one final hurrah on the ice with the team of his choice. Right. Uh, when he signs that one day contract and let him retire after that. The that boys would, would cool. love it. You know, that'd it. be cool. It would be so cool. I'm not against that. It's just. Maybe you can not count that towards the cap space or something. Like, well, no, no, of course. Figure not. out something. Yeah, I don't know. When it's a one day contract, it would you know does not count towards um, the cap or whatever. I'm sure you know somebody would figure out how to circum like Tampa Bay would figure out how to circumvent that and just sign one day contracts over and over again to kick Kucherov in there, right? Uh, <laughs> Thornton, Thornton ice, ice level, level commentary would be cool. Yeah. No, you know what he would do? He'd be talking yeah. smack to everybody on the ice. It would none of it would be usable on TV. It would not be family friendly. <laughs> That's probably true. I I don't I would love to hear it. I think it would be awesome, but I don't think it would work. He would be That's, chirping everybody. That's one of those like that's one of those like plus subscriber things where you get yeah. the, the extra Joe Thornton commentary. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys remember this, but probably a decade ago when the Sedines are playing, do you remember when he was face washing? Not yeah. even face washing. He kept putting his finger like in, I can't, if it was a Daniel Henry, I think it was Henrik, putting it in Sadine's nose. When they're talking to the ref, he's just like, he's looking over here and he kept putting his finger right into his nose. Like, and gloves are gross. And you can see Sadine like, ah, oh, stop it. And then he's just like, ah, oh, he's getting mad. And Thornton's like, what? What did I do? What? Yeah. Yeah. You can see him just kind of like pointing to the side like this and he's, yeah. he's knocking his hand away. Um, oh, I guess uh, uh, Taylor agrees with me to the tune of $10 in the super chat. Thank you, Taylor, for supporting the show. Uh, if you want to be as cool as Taylor and you want to support the show, you can do the same thing. Super chat is available. Uh, it helps us with uh, all of our production and everything else. So, again, Taylor, thank you so much. Comment says, I love it. One game, go out a legend. It does make sense. I don't think you should just be able to just sign a contract, not play at all, and then just be like, oh, yeah, I was, was a shark, whatever. You, know, you should <laughs> jump in there, play a game. 
And you know Joe would do it. You know he'd love to do it. He'd go out there one last time, give it one little go, and then, you know, that's Power it. play only. Power play only? <laughs> no, I'd make him take the first face off. Oh, that's not bad. You yeah. get the first shift of the game. Exactly. And you can go from there. If he's stinking it up, I just set him. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I think we we talked about the Sharks playing in Berlin, but we haven't said anything about the Czech Republic because the Berlin game is just kind of like a global series thing. And I think these ones are actually still considered global series, but they are part of the regular season now is the October 7th and 8th games in the Czech Republic. They play back to back against the Nashville Predators, uh, 11 a.m. start time uh, and, and the Pacific start time. So you got to get up a little bit earlier to, to catch that game uh, or those games. Earlier? I should say. Huh? <laughs> get up earlier it's at 11 a.m our time here well okay fine i'm saying you got to be watching how, earlier i didn't mean how get late up. do you bad. sleep in man my bad you got to be watching earlier than 7 p.m okay that's what, what i meant to say what's really cool is this is the first games of the nhl so all eyes will be on this game all nhl fans will be watching this game because there's no other games on so it's literally starting the entire nhl season which is cool yeah, and, and and again, being global, you're gonna have like eyes on it, not just locally either. So, um, yeah, just a really cool kind of initiative here. I, I like it. Do you think they should be doing this more often? I mean, I know they've done it in the past, but they. I um, think it was a regular thing until COVID hit. So I think this was uh, they're going back to what they were doing before. Now, COVID's a little different in Europe, and it's starting to get a little bit better, and things are opening up more. But they were closed off more than they were here in the last year and a half. So. Um, I think they're getting back to their kind of normal stuff now. So I love it. I think it's great. Um, it's a great experience for the players. I think it's, it's you know, they're ambassadors of the NHL, not just their teams, but the whole NHL playing in Europe. And how many, how many kids are going to be at this game in the Czech Republic watching that play hockey? Like think of like your kids, right? Like mm-hmm. they're going to go play like, Oh my gosh, this is the NHL. Like for me, I'm a huge soccer fan. Imagine the EPL opening up in San Francisco and I go to a game and bring my kids and I'm like, this is the top league or one of the top leagues in the world. And you're seeing the best of the best and it's a real game. It's not an exhibition. So they're yeah. actually playing their hearts out. They're not going to be, you know, dogging it or, or anything for a preseason game or an exhibition game. So it's... um stuff that you only get to watch on TV and it's halfway around the world. So their hours are probably completely off. So now they get to watch it live and in person. That's going to spark more people playing hockey, a whole generation of kids growing up and possibly a bigger talent NHL pool coming in. What? 15 years from now, 10 years from now. So I think it's great. I love it. Uh, I have no problems with it. I think they should do more of it. Maybe spread it out in the season a little bit. Cause then, Almost like in football, you can give the team a bye week where they get a whole week to travel to play two games in another country and then go back. Not a bad idea. I can think of at least one kid in the Czech Republic that was um, influenced. What's that? Influenced. Influenced, you could say, yeah, by uh, by NHL play uh, of Yarmer Yager, and that would be Tomas Hurdle. I, I wish we had the picture on hand, the, uh, the picture of him with the pitchfork and his girlfriend. <laughs> At the I time, oh my goodness, and it was just kind of copying, uh, copying Yager there. That's it's really good stuff. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think that uh, something like this, getting more eyes, more young eyes on the game, um, is something that's good for hockey, good for the game. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. And again, I, I hope they do. They keep doing it. I don't know about doing it in the middle of the season, but uh, I think at the beginning, at least, when most teams are still kind of finding their bearings and getting used to each other, anyway. Uh, it's okay. I think if uh, there's a little bit of a disruption by having to do a little bit of travel here and there, so uh, not that big of a deal. And I think it's it, there's more benefits than drawbacks. So there you go. Um, let's talk a little bit about G. Oh, oh there it is. is. Look at that super producer Dude, Jason. On super top producer of Jason is on point. Look at this guy. Uh, yeah. So on the left, there you go. You got Hurdle and his now wife, then girlfriend. And uh, on the right, there you've got <laughs> Yager, and I'm not sure who, but. Uh, certainly somebody he likes standing next to with a pitchfork. How awkward would that be if that was like Hurdle's ex-girlfriend now and it's like all over the place <laughs> and then he married someone else? Yeah. He married her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, but that is not the case. So right. uh, good on you, buddy. Good choice. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh, you want to fun fact about Yermer Yager? Uh, he is not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because. He's still playing. 
he's still playing. So to be in the Hall of Fame, you don't just have to be out of the NHL. You have to be completely out of playing any professional hockey. And he is still a player owner of a team in the Czech Republic. And he's 55, maybe? He's in his 50s. Yeah, I think he threatened Ovechkin that he might uh, come back to the league to try to challenge yeah. <laughs> for the goals. I, yeah. Again, a great Twitter follow, Yermo Yager. He doesn't even have the blue check mark because he's too cool for it. <laughs> but he's he's hilarious, man. There you go, Taylor. Wow. Yager is a freaking legend, man. Absolutely. Hilarious Love dude. It. Hilarious follow. Yeah, yeah he, he plays, plays on the team. team owns, he's an owner player. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, GM Mike Greer adding a lot more staff. Uh, among the people he adds to the staff, uh, former or I guess founder of uh, cat friendly Dominic. I'm gonna butcher this. Is it Zrim? Z R I M. Zrim. Looks like it. Zrim. Uh, if somebody else knows how to pronounce that, please put it phonetically in the chat so the people on the podcast uh, can hear it uh, said correctly. Uh, he is hired as the director of salary cap management slash CBA compliance. What better guy <laughs> for this role than the guy who founded cap friendly? I mean, really? So um, this was said to be a, uh, a really smart hire by the San Jose sharks. So, uh, I, you know, again, this is just another example of Mike Greer doing what he can to add people around him to make uh, his front office as robust and as successful as humanly possible among the, I mean, this is kind of like the bigger name because of cap friendly, but among the other things he hired um, AJ Bernstein coordinator of uh, hockey analytics, Martin Unak. I'm going to say that wrong. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> European scout uh, for Czechia, <laughs> Slovakia, Germany, and Switzerland, Cody Ward, assistant video coach and Brian Gans, the assistant strength and conditioning coach. Again, all these things that he's doing to add in people that he can trust around him to do a good job for him to not have to try to do everything himself. And it's, it's funny when you see all these guys that are being hired in all these different capacities, and then you look back at Doug Wilson and uh, his staff, and you kind of wonder, well, where where was all this, right? Who was doing all this stuff? Was no one doing it? Was it being done all by one person and they had were wearing too many hats? Um, and, and if so, gosh, I think spreading it out uh, amongst all these different people who specialize uh, in, in these different areas is really going to help the front office do uh, a much better job of the different things that go into running a hockey team. So um, uh, again, this is just another example for me of Mike Greer building a strong structure around him um, and, and putting kind of the development and the franchise first over uh, over any of anything else. I mean, what, what do you think about these uh, these acquisitions here, these uh, these additions? I mean, Greer talked about he's going to be building out that whole department, essentially, and I see absolutely nothing wrong with it. First of all, the Sharks are very lucky to have a very um, rich owner, if you will. Oh, yeah. But not just a rich owner, someone who is willing to spend. And I'm not just talking about the cap. Obviously, he's expanding all these departments, and he is all on board for it. I mean, compare that to an owner like someone who owns, let's say, a random baseball team in Oakland or a (laughs) random soccer team in San Jose that uh, doesn't spend anything and see what happens. The the product is completely garbage. So um, starts at the very top. The Sharks are uh, the SJ Sharks. Um, that's pretty good. SJ Sharky has been relieved of his duties of managing the cap for the Sharks. Thanks, Nicholas. That's pretty good. Um, again, it starts at the top. You have support, right? And now you have like Greer coming in and he's building out his team and he probably laid all this out when he was being interviewed. Like, what are you going to do with the team? What would you, would you do differently than what we've already done? He laid it out. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, we need analytics. We need personnel development. We need to expand all this stuff to today's NHL teams need all of this stuff to become very successful. If you look at all these other teams that are winning cups, that's probably what they're doing. So I am, uh, I'm all here for it. I think I'm the kind of person that thinks you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You don't want to think that you're the smartest person in the room. You want to surround yourself with smarter people so that you can make the right decision. I'm more of, I mean, I came from a soccer background. It makes sense. I'm all about the team. To me, that's how I run my life. That's how I run 
my work. That's how I run everything is team orientated, um, get things done and be successful. Some other people like it the other way. They want one person making all the decisions and being kind of like a czar, emperor, whatever. And the buck stops there with them. So two different ways to look at it. I like more of a team feel. So I'm happy that he's expanding and doing all this stuff. What do you think? The czar emperor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I again, for me, better idea to have smart people surrounding you that can help you with the things that you're not an expert in. You hire the experts, you take that input and you push a plan going forward uh, for you to try to do everything yourself, unless you're just, you know, a, a genius at every single uh, one of these things that he's hired somebody to do. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. It makes more sense for you to get the right people in the room to help you out. So um, again, just another example of my career, I think being the right choice for the Sharks going forward. And I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, very happy that House of Platner is not just a rich owner, because uh, I'm sure all of them are, but uh, somebody who's willing to spend the money to uh, to bolster the team and make them more than just kind of their hobby, you know, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I'm 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 happy with where the Sharks are going. We may not be good this season. We may not be good next season, but I'm happy with the trajectory, and I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, especially with the amount of, of uh, energy being put into uh, the development side of it and the operations side. So uh, full marks to uh, Mike Greer for that one. Okay, um, this is the part that I don't really say anything about because we're going to talk about the Fantasy Hockey League. Aaron, you guys did have a draft last night, I think, though, right? We did, and okay. we had about six or seven of us online on a, on a chat, too, so it's kind of cool to... Not just talk sharks hockey, but fantasy and all kinds of stuff. So I uh, just want to shout out to the league, say hi, and uh, thanks for joining. And also, not to forget that this will be once our new set is Ooh. up and running on there. So the okay. winner will be getting their name engraved on the cup, and it will always be in the background on our set. There you go. That's pretty all nice. I have pretty nice. I might have to start thinking about joining uh, the fantasy league again. That thing's beautiful. So it is uh, a keeper league, and I just noticed that one team had dropped after the draft. They didn't even show up to the draft. So if you want the team, oh wow! Mind you, it's keeper league, and I'm going to throw this out to anybody who wants it. The first person to send me their email address, they had the first overall pick, so they have Connor McDavid on their team. Goo! So Paul, you want to you want to take it on? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to throw it out there and and give the people. The opportunity to send an email in. If not, then maybe maybe I will take that team over. So um, just to help the league go smoothly. Um, so if you're interested, not only do you get to be a part of the um, the the fantasy hockey league, and you have the opportunity to win that beautiful trophy or have your name put on it, I should say, um, you, you'll have Connor McDavid on your team, and it's a keeper league. So uh, it's a pretty yeah, pretty solid team. I'm I'm looking at it right now. And it's it's uh, it's pretty good. Aaron's like, I'll take that team as my second team, and then mm. I'll abandon my first team. <laughs> it's it's almost better than my yeah, better than my first team. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah, please, if you're interested, send an email to thefinfactor at gmail.com and let Aaron know, hey, uh, I'm in. Okay, give me give me McJesus. Um <laughs> So there you go. Uh, also, uh, if you are, want to subscribe to our newsletter, go to thefinfactor.com. Uh, you can scroll to the bottom and hit subscribe. There's an update for uh, merchandise discounts coming soon. Um, we've got a lot of stuff in there that we're trying to start clearing out a little bit more of. And actually, speaking of clearing those things out, Super Producer Jason is working on doing a garage sale uh, for all the extra goodies that we have. Uh, clear out some space for the new set. I'm sure we're going to have some things like maybe some baubles on top of the normal inventory that we have. Uh, if somebody wants to go ahead and, uh, um, you know, get any of that type of stuff, keep an eye out for that stuff. And of course, if you are subscribed to it already, you'll probably get some sort of a notification of uh, that coming up. Um, do we get one month of taking the cup around to celebrate? Kellen wants to know. I don't have an answer for that. I'm going to guess the answer is no, because that was uh, that's no plastic cup there, buddy. Well, maybe we should do that. Be like the real cup where you get a day, but you get a month with it. The thing is, it can't break, can't lose it, mm. and it's going to have a spot on our set once mm. our set is done. So 
I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Because my other league, we let the person keep it for the year. So they, they bring it back to the draft the following year. I'm guessing that's amongst personal friends. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. that we don't love our subscribers. We love you guys, but we can't trust you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even. We're actually on our second cup because the other one got bashed so much. Oh, geez. <laughs> on my other league. But I made it. I made an upgrade. So we went from yeah. that size that I just showed to almost a replica of the real Stanley Cup. It's enormous. A year sounds dangerous, says Kellen. Yeah. Kellen, you're not wrong. It's true. <laughs> it has many now, dents in it, like the real cup. I, I, I have a, a note here. It says reminders about upcoming episodes. I, it, was there something specific about upcoming episodes that I didn't know about? No, just more of we're going to be on a regular schedule of Sunday mm-hmm. nights. So that means next Sunday when we do it, um, the Sharks will actually have two games in hand on the season because they'll be playing on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah, dent it like the abs. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That that was hilarious seeing that one when the guy uh dropped the cup and they're trying to take the picture and the oh. nice big fat dent. It was so big. I I watched that video like 10 times and I'm like, did he really dent it or was it some kind of like visual thing with the camera? Like was it that bad? I'm like cuz it yeah. didn't look like he dropped it that hard, but then wow, he really did dent that thing. It was pretty bad. Right. Can we drink from the cup? Uh, absolutely. I guess. Yeah, so it's got a... It, yeah, you can actually drink from it. Oh, okay, your up. lighting is going crazy right going now. Terrible, but... Anyway. Yeah. It would hold a 12-ounce can of liquid. Have you tested this? No. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Hey, and anything else from the comments here you want to call out? Any any question you want to ask them uh, before we get going here? Uh, let's just uh, be sure that you are subscribed to our channel so that you know when we are going to go live next. Most likely it'll be Sunday nights, but sometimes it'll change up. We are working on getting our set up and running, and we'll also be doing some shows. We're working on getting some interviews lined up for this season. So, um and I know we'll probably have Corey Massasek from The Athletic back on our show at some point. Um, and maybe some really cool interviews and different spots of where we will do interviews, which would be fun. So big things coming up this season. I'm excited. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I want to say thank you again to Taylor Kearney says um, for the, the $10 Super Chat. Uh, we appreciate you supporting the show. Thank you so much. You know, I've got a Samantha Burtis here. And it says, it's me, Jackson Burtis, 18. So I know who this is. You don't. Jackson uh, has played hockey with my son for a couple seasons uh, of roller hockey. And uh, he's, what, what are you, like 10 now, uh, Jackson? Maybe, maybe. yeah, I guess he's 10. Um, and uh, thank you so much. Why aren't you in bed, kid? <laughs> And you're on your mom's account. I hope she knows that you're on her account watching the Fin Factor right now, bud. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble. Hiding his phone in bed to watch us. <laughs> Shang Peng interview. I'm guessing that is a request. Kellen, we would be more than happy to do that. Uh, we just need to get him uh, get him on the show. I, I know he's he's a great guy. I'm sure he'll, he'd love to do it. Um, they're actually they're all over in Europe right now to cover the Sharks. So oh, yeah. They won't be here this week, but... We'll be getting them on sooner than later. I, I think we get them on when there's something good to talk about. Like right now, it's just all a bunch of stuff with uh, preseason and whatnot. So there's really not a whole lot we can talk about. Uh, so we'll we'll see if we can get something uh, with them scheduled. And there's maybe a little bit more juicy content to, to, to pick their brains about. So Taylor's saying he can't wait for the year to kick off. Going to be a long year, but exciting or excited nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a long year. They're not probably not going to be good. That's okay. Uh, again, I, I'm, I think they're going to be a more entertaining team, uh, this season. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see some improvements in the way that the team plays. I still think um, they're going to be competitive and they're going to win. I just don't think they're going to be good enough to get to playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Finn factor to Europe. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys are going to hit us with a lot more super chat, we could talk about that, <laughs> but I don't think it's happening either. We heard it here for Yeah. You heard it here first. It was, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. No, nope. but um, anyway, again, 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate all the uh, the support here. One last thing here. The sports bar vibe your buddy had in his Sharks cave was neat. Hope the new set has that vibe too. It will not have that same vibe. We will have a different vibe, maybe similar to, I don't know, something that uh, is around sneak peek that you can see right now if you were watching the show. Maybe something like this. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of the idea. Anyway, uh, again, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's so much more fun uh, doing these things live and we get to talk with you guys and uh, kind of react to your questions and whatnot. So um, thank you for being a part of the show as much as we love doing it. We love that you guys are here with us uh, sharing the conversation. So uh, you're seeing some of the textures on screen that will be in the real set, says Superducer Jason. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Taylor hits us with another $2 super chat. <laughs> Europe funds. Sweet. Hey, that's Thank like so much, Taylor. I think that's I probably, probably worth a gallon up. of that's like a gallon of beer in the Czech Republic for. Is Taylor. it really? Yeah, it's very cheap in the Czech there Republic. You go. I said a shawarma, but <laughs> that's what I said shawarma. Oh, okay, good. Let's do that too. Uh, you know what? Last thing here, Nicholas Egan says Pacific Division standings predictions. I don't have one for you. Aaron might be conjuring one up, but I think it's still like extremely early. To, to even kind of think about who's going to be uh, where. I mean, but. I'll, I think a lot of people are picking Vegas to go back into the playoffs and I'm going to pick them to not make the playoffs because <laughs> I just think uh, Mark Stone's back is messed up. He's not going to be able to play a full season. Um, they had to trade Pacioretty, so he's gone. Jack Eichel, who knows if he's going to be able, be able to play a full season and be effective. Their goaltending, Leonard's out all season, so they have what Thompson and uh, Aiden Hill as their goalies, like, come on. So I, I don't think they're as strong as people assume that they are. Yeah. A lot of people are also picking Seattle to be over the sharks in the standings. And I'm not quite so sure about that as well. They got too many. Yes. They added some good players and obviously some very high skilled rookies, but I still don't think they're going to get better than the sharks this season. They'll be close to them, but, um, and I also don't think the sharks will be in the basement of, yeah, the division. Not that I don't want them to be, because I do want them to get a high pick, but I don't think they'll be down there. So, um, I mean, I'm not quite giving you everything, but L.A. and Anaheim, I think, will be vying for that third spot, kind of in the division. And yeah, there you go. Calgary, yeah, Calgary and Edmonton will be up there. Um, I don't think Vancouver's is strong. That's they're better, but I think it'll come down to Calgary and Edmonton, and then. Uh, Anaheim and LA, possibly Vancouver. Those three gonna go for those third spots. I'm I'm with you about Vegas, mainly for me because of the goaltending. Um, yeah, there's just there's just not enough there. Uh, there's just not enough there. Uh, they don't they don't have someone who is like a really true number one. I don't think here. So, um, yeah, I think that that's probably where they're going to fall apart. And like you said, there's just too much going on in terms of injuries and that kind of thing. So and I love, uh, I'm, I'm, I love to see it. I love seeing Vegas just fail miserably. It's fantastic. <laughs> I Again, worst case or best case scenario would be them just missing the playoffs and getting the 16th overall pick in the draft. <laughs> right, right. And, and yeah, nobody wants that. Either 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 be, go in and be competitive or just Top 10. fail miserably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But again, I think with the guys that they brought in, uh, those are really good trade bait. So if we're not quite there, we can use those guys to get some more uh, picks and just be worse to end the season and get an even better draft pick for ourselves. So um, that's that's kind of what I, uh, I, I'm i hoping for uh, is for us to, again, use the structure that Mike Greer is uh, building around the organization right now to its fullest by being as bad as we can and having as many draft fits as we can to develop as many players as we can to be as good as we can later on. So there you go. Okay, Aaron, anything else you want to say here or are we done? We're going to wrap the show up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it all up. Guys, again, thank you so much. Again, I appreciate the Super Chat. If you also want to support us in another way beyond Super Chat, there's the uh, Venmo. You can hit us up there. Um, you can tip us there at the Fin Factor. So if you have a comment that you add on with that, we can either do it during the show if somebody's watching it or uh, on the next show, we can bring it back up and say, hey, this person said this and they gave us a tip 
thank you so much for uh, supporting the show any way you can. Feel free to head over to thefinfactor.com. You can go and hit the link uh, to check out all the products that we have for sale. We have lots of cool stuff there. So any of the swag, like Aaron was drinking that water bottle, and we have uh, hoodies and shirts and hats and stickers and stuff. So uh, if you'd like to do that as well, please feel free. It's a great way to support the show and get something in return. Um, and Aaron wants to get out of here. Yes, I'm sure he does. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get Aaron out of here then. For Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron, trying to get out of here. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.